It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. This is where faith and life connect on the session here on Rise FM. I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. Wow. All right. How we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, early in December. Yes. All right. So that means all the shopping's getting started and all the yeah, that we call Christmas. <laughs> um, everything is getting kind of nutsy with, you know, Christmas programs and kids plays and all that kind of stuff. I know in my house it's, uh-huh. you know, getting ready for the Christmas uh, cantata at church. And right. How many buttons do I have to push to make this work on the soundboard and that kind of thing? Uh, So welcome in. We're glad you're here today. We're going to address something and then make it specific to the holidays. There. All right. That's kind of where we're going. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's good that we're on the same page. That's probably a good thing. (laughs) We're going to be talking about guilt and the holidays. No, I didn't say the Grinch. I said guilt. <laughs> that might not be too it's different. Not too far off, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right. Before we dive in, Tom, we go to God's Word. And let's do this. God, out of Hebrews 10.22, the writer says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. A pure heart cleansing us from any guilty conscience that that could create a kind of a, a cloudy holiday season right you know what's everything's good except for what's up with aunt b she seems to be kind of <laughs> down and we've got to take care of her or then there's the oh he's coming oh yeah to the family christmas dinner yeah that kind of thing so we thought we would start just simply by addressing what guilt is let's let's kind of do the thirty thousand foot view and then we'll get specific as it applies to the holidays scott from thirty thousand feet it is hold on it's a long (laughs) way down we're in a bit of a nosedive here (laughs) guilt is uh, aversive and like shame Embarrassment or pride has been described as a self-conscious emotion involving reflection on oneself. So usually it's looked at as a set of feelings that you experience when you've done something wrong. That's the kind of the feeling that you get or you've been accused of doing something wrong or you didn't do something you should have done. And, you know, Aunt B is really capable of putting you on the- <laughs> So this is so what I'm hearing is that this is not necessarily a self-inflicted wound, right? Although it could be, right? Okay. For those who are, have, shall we say, an unhealthy relationship with themselves, okay, the enemy would use guilt without question to keep them paralyzed in a state of I'm not okay and I, and I'm feeling horrible guilt and I'm paralyzed in life because of it. And they would say, yeah, I, I, mean, I have horrible self-talk. 
And that is something that certainly you would help people address. Absolutely. Yep. All right. And we Clearly. will we will share Tom's contact information when we get a little bit later on in the program. All right. So guilt are feelings. Yeah. That are associated with an action that I must have done something wrong. So guilt can be something that I knew was wrong and I did it anyway. It could uh, not uh, doing something I believe I should have done, as we were just talking about. So guilt is often related to remorse, regret, and shame. Okay, and that makes sense because if you did something wrong and then later on you, you reflect on it and you go, really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, And yeah. That's, that's where that can begin in that case. So, And we probably want to then differentiate between guilt and shame. Okay. Shame is a set of feelings associated with there must be something wrong with me. So whereas guilt is something, uh, feelings associated with something I did, in, in the shame-based family, what happened is that you would be feeling pretty depressed and down because they make you, your, your family members, that you should be able to trust and feel safe with are making you feel feelings that of depression because there's something wrong with me. There's really something wrong with me. And I, and I can't figure out what... What did I do or what, or why am I different? Well, that's, that's how shame builds. And, and again, the enemy knows our weaknesses, so he's going to attack it. And use that to his advantage yeah. to destroy our witness. Yeah. Let's kind of zoom this in a little bit then. Surviving holiday guilt trips from parents and in-laws. There we go. Oh, oh. boy. Now, this is really meddling here. Yeah. And this, you know, this time of year, this is when the families are getting together. Maybe you haven't seen the in-laws in six months. Right. And that's when the guilt trip comes. Yeah, we really wish we'd seen your grandson a little bit more often. Yeah. Yes. At yeah. which time my wife just goes to my ear and says, well, the road is a two-way street. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, you know, that, that your cell phone works just like mine does. What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah, the bus comes to our place just like it goes to yours. <laughs> There's an yeah. airport in your city, too, and ours. Um, hmm. That's okay. true. Well, anyway, from yeah. Jenna D. Berry. Yeah. Healthy family relationships are based on love, mutual respect, freedom, and honesty, not guilt, obligation, and entitlement. Right. So look at the, the, those healthy ingredients such as love and mutual respect, freedom. That's one of the things that is so powerful in the intact, healthy family is there's a freedom to be who, what God has called you to be. And it's embraced, it's loved, it's encouraged, it's supported. In the shame-based family or the guilt-based family, you know, you know, you, you are this and you're left wondering what's the matter with me or what's going to happen to me because I did what I did. And so they use guilt then to manage the family. So management is driven by guilt and fear, not on love, not on encouragement, not on owning your own life and becoming able to facilitate life and manage life on your own. And launching them into life. No, it's about trying to survive the guilt, fear, and shame and depression. That, that it can it, it can get results, but it, they're only temporary. 
it, what I'm hearing, it, it so- almost sounds, Tom, like somebody trying to um, demonstrate their power over you. That's right. So it's more about power. If that's the case, you do it because I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you, and I told you to. It's not about what I think as a child or, a, no, it's more about I, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get hurt in this process, so I'll do whatever I'm told. So there's the real flavor there of the compliant child. We've talked about that in the past, but the compliant child to me is one who really is high in anger, low in self-concept, high in anger, low in love, high in anger and fear, and with no drive to do anything because they're fearful that they're going to, whatever they do is going to shoot themselves in the foot. Somebody's going to come down on them about it, so they don't. It's going to be wrong, so why bother? Right. This one surprised me that you got in your research. You found something from the God Girl blog. Yeah. Didn't didn't quite see that you as somebody that would go look at the God Girl blog, but okay. Uh, <laughs> let me say this much. I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> You had so you had some help from research assistant. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I just thought this was interesting. Uh, it says change comes from a variety of sources, and one of the most powerful ones is having a friend or family member in your life who can model what healthy, grace-filled living looks like. The Bible is the most powerful source of wisdom, with endless stories of God's mercy and love towards flawed people but god also uses the people in our lives to teach us as his mouthpieces he uses his people that's so important you know i have always said that god knew i was going to need serious help and he gave me this most beautiful helper (laughs) and he called her in life to be my wife my helper my ministry partner because he knew I was going to need it. He was he right. Knew. And that's isn't that what a lot of marriage is? Is people being brought together that God brings together that need each other. Uh-huh. And you complement each other. You can help each grow each other. Right. I mean, that's really I thought it was really important what was said there that having that friend or family member in your life who can model you know the mentor relationship. The importance of having a mentor is incredibly important, and particularly inside the family, as you think about gathering uh, together during the holidays for the dinners and, and the family reunions, that to focus on who's the role model in the family and to focus on them and, and what makes them the role model and how do they navigate through these kind of family reunions and what do they do that is so appealing and attractive to so many of the people. And maybe we begin to make decisions based on what we see in that person. So instead of letting that, the difficult one control everything, you kind of use that mentor as a guide right, to lead you into how to handle the situation. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. So let's go, let's go into that in a little bit more detail now as we get into uh, Christian Counselors of Morrisville how to navigate a guilt trip. And this is the kind of thing it comes up whenever you get a lot of people in close proximity. Right. It's cold outside, so you can't just say, I'm out of here, I'm going in the backyard. Right. Instead of the picnic table, you can't can't do do that. that. That's right. Well, you could, but, you know. Yeah. So 
this comes this kind of stuff comes up let's let's talk about how to navigate the idea of this guilt trip maybe at the family christmas party so number one would be recognize your feeling of guilt or anger or sadness when it comes on you so during an encounter with your friend or loved one do you feel like you've been coerced into doing something you did not want to do in the first place do you feel that if you say no it will damage the relationship that are indicators that it's a guilt trip and i am really okay with being able to say i'm not okay i'm not comfortable it's amazing how we can begin to understand how we feel now of the two genders that are out there scott one gender struggles to figure out what they feel and it's not women Well, I, I was wondering which way you were going to go. Okay, yes, I, I agree completely. And so I've been able to help the population. And, and to be honest, there are times when, when women struggle with what they feel. To begin to start with, are you comfortable with what you heard or uncomfortable with what you heard? So if you're able to say uncomfortable, then what makes me uncomfortable? Well, I didn't like this or this or this. So then you're able to say, I don't feel comfortable with what I heard. And it's a great start at a boundary keeper that we want to have. That begins to put you in a position where you can begin to manage your boundaries rather than have them trampled on. Okay. Yeah, trampled on is a good word there. Okay. So we're again navigating the guilt trips that are going to come during the holidays. Number two, understand that you are being manipulated. And, and that's right. I didn't know what to do with this at first. Really? I was reading over this and I thought, manipulated well okay yeah because that's what is happening that's right. what a, somebody putting you on a guilt trip is right and, and, and they can manipulate you to say you need to sit over there at the table that's where you're supposed to be and ultimately the reason why is that guilt tripper the one putting you on the guilt trip really wants to sit where you're sitting so that's how they manipulate you or they put you on a guilt trip about sending you a, a, an email or a text a few days before going, you are going to make my favorite dish, right? <laughs> yeah, but you don't like the jello with the carrots in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got several suggestions for that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I think about that, and I think about we go – We'll go to Michigan to be with Sherry's uh, sister some for some holidays, and she insists on making turkey. Uh huh. They insist on doing a turkey. They can't stand turkey. <laughs> we didn't find this out till years later. They can't stand turkey. They they barely know how to cook it. They want ham. Jan, make a ham. Yeah, right. It's okay, honey. You didn't yeah. have to make it turkey just because I like turkey. What? Do a ham there? Yeah. And they would have felt guilt if they hadn't. Yeah. I don't, you go out and grill hamburgers. I'm fine. Me too. In fact, I probably prefer hamburgers uh, told, yeah, over to, either other. You get to eat a whole lot quicker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Instead of waiting eight hours for something to cook. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Enough of the move. Moving on. Huh. Understand that you are being manipulated. That's, so, that's a key. You want to understand that uncomfortable feeling that you have inside so that you know when you recognize it, there's the awareness again. Am, am I comfortable with what's going on here or not? And it, then it's a, ma- a matter of boundary keeping because between guilt and shame, that's one of the big reasons why they're so 
toxic is that they cross over the boundaries of a person and begin to impact who and what that person is. So we want to make sure that we are clear and being able to be aware of when that happens. And if it can happen in a way that's not going to disrupt the family dinner and maybe cause a food fight, (laughs) maybe taking them aside or going in the kitchen or going to another room and say, you know what, I'm really not comfortable with what's going on there. Then maybe you take some of the audience out of it and it might go better. You know what? That I, That's a key thing, I think, is taking the audience out of it. That's a great way to say that because so many times those family arguments are, see, I know better than you. Yeah. I was always, she loved me more. Right. And they're not going to back down because they're in front of other people. Right. The, you take that out of it, out of the picture, and you've neutered it. Yeah. All right, number three, acknowledge that this feeling of guilt means that a boundary needs to be set. Now, we've kind of talked about this. There's That's that's where you pull them into the other room and say, hold on a minute. That's right. And you're beginning to protect yourself, which is not wrong. You shouldn't feel guilt if you want to be safe and healthy. That you, goes right back to Maslow, doesn't it? It does. Feeling Absolutely. safe. Absolutely. Base need. And if you lump Maslow together with Erickson, In some educational theories of cognitive development, if you don't feel safe, they all have that in common. If you don't feel safe, you're not going to prosper and grow the way you could. There's an important need to feel safe so that you can. So our number four. We've gotten through four points and several sub-points today. Wow. What is wrong? What is with us? We're all of a sudden, we're getting through more than... uh, It's amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Something to celebrate for sure. Number four, when you're you're navigating this guilt trip that's liable to come up at the family dinners at the holidays, clearly express your feelings and put up your boundary. Don't just say, I'm not comfortable with it. Give them the why and tell them what the boundary is. And believe it which is really important. So here comes the meat and potatoes of communication 101 in counseling. Woo! Ooh, now Tom. That might be right up my alley. (laughs) Someday when I grow up, I want to be a counselor. (laughs) You're going to have to confront your guilt tripper. Many struggle with the concept of confrontation. That's for sure. My wife. And me too. Mm -hmm. Understand that confrontation, when done in a healthy, beneficial way, is not becoming loud and or violent. Anger is not a sin. However, how you handle your anger can be. We begin with what's called an I statement. Now, wait a minute. I've heard this before. That's right. (laughs) This is part of our communication highway. (laughs) That's right. That I feel blank. I feel uncomfortable. I feel hurt. I feel guilt when you tell me I didn't make the mashed potatoes right. There's no lumps in them. Yeah. Or there's too many lumps in them. No, you didn't put, what what do you you put in with them? Uh, Sour cream. There, yeah. That's an I statement so that you're talking about and protecting you, the person, which is huge. That's part of the communication highway that's healthy, by the way, in any relationship. All right, let me play devil's advocate with you here as we wrap up. Let's say you do the communication highway and, you know, I feel... I get upset whenever you yell at mom about the mashed potatoes. Right. Okay. And the person you're trying to communicate this with quietly over in the guest room just doesn't hear it and they go Vesuvius on you. So what happens when that initial I statement goes sideways? Well, if it goes sideways, then you're probably not going to want to go back to the table and have the potatoes, number one. (laughs) 
Well, that tee almost went flying. <laughs> <laughs> because you may wind up wearing them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So what what do you do at that point, though? Right. Do, well, you, do you just not go back to the table? Do you just say, well, maybe it's best if I leave? Yeah. I, I, would, I would not let that behavior win. And excusing yourself, going in and watching, I know one of the holiday football games are on. <laughs> there we go yeah but or doing something different and then being responsible and respecting yourself enough to say when someone in the family goes what happened to you where'd you go i said well i just was not comfortable with what was going on and you know i don't want to rain on people's parade so i didn't come back in you know it, it, there's something has to happen there so that when it goes sideways because the guilt tripper is so good at it then it's just going to continue unless that happens and who knows maybe if that comes out in private conversations then maybe there might be gathering some steam to be able to communicate individually with how they feel about how the guilt trips fly Mm -hmm. out of the mouth of so-and-so it could be it sounds like it could be the thing almost where you take your stand and then well, why'd you leave and you tell them? And now, well, you know what? I felt that way too. Yeah. Well, let, why don't we talk to the tripper? Right. Now yeah. you've got, for lack of a better word, witnesses. Right. Support. Yeah, support. You've got, now all of a sudden the, the guilt tripper is being called out by everybody. Well, now what do you, you know, now the guilt tripper doesn't have much of an option. Now you've almost got to back off or they'll have to leave. That's true. And so another option with that that I think is really good is that proactively at the beginning of dinner, when we talk as, as we're sitting down, here's the theme this, this year that maybe we're going to talk about. At this dinner table or at this meal, think about your favorite memory in your family at home or what, what's one thing that happened in the last year at your house and let's go around the table and share it. So number one, the guilt tripper doesn't have a platform to guilt trip someone. You take away the opportunity. Right. And maybe we also say, let's let's go around the table if it's Thanksgiving and talk about one thing that I'm thankful for. That's another option. The, yet another option would be after the prayer, let's just, guys, in showing some leadership, whoever's home it is, say, during this dinner time, Let's make it edifying to each other. Let's bless each other and let's stay away from, you know, any negative talk. Just in general, everybody's hearing that, including the guilt tripper. Have a conversation about your favorite Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Have the family debate about whether Die Hard really is a Christmas movie. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's true. That that, that could at least get through the mashed potato time anyway. That's right. Before they get thrown at each other because they disagree. But throughout our whole show today, I've been thinking about, in in my mind, I've had several pictures several times of Chevy Chase's Christmas vacation when they were sitting around the table. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. We could, yeah, you could always have that kind of a Christmas dinner conversation. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite part of a, yeah. And we are talking about a Christmas show or right. a movie. Yeah. How can you go uh, away from Home Alone, too? Right. Yeah. Home Alone and, you know, well, see, I, I'm a, I'm an instant cave in because mine's White Christmas. So, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 
All right. So All right. we have covered a lot of lot of ground today, Tom, and there may be folks that are sitting at home going, you know what, I'm coming into into the Christmas family dinner and I know this person's gonna be involved and I know I've got to do this, but I I I I mm. and then it goes sideways. Maybe sitting down with uh, with a Christian counselor like you before that right. happens to maybe get you armed, get you equipped can be helpful. So right. how can they start a conversation with Tom Russell? Well, and, and Scott, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And maybe let us be the first to say Merry Christmas. Yes. 